This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The world outside your window may not be great right now, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything is super. That's right. It's the return of the everything is Super podcast here for an emergency Comic Con podcast. So many Comic Con announcements with the Marvel Studio side of things. No, so many announced Comic Con announcements with the DC Comics side of things. But we will talk about everything that we just learned at Comic Con. This podcast being recorded about 41 minutes after the end of Marvel Studios' rollicking Hall H panel presentation at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. I am, of course, Josh Wiggler, joined here, as always, by the Mahad man himself, Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin! Joshua, Kevin. it's been a minute. It we didn't has. even get to talk about so many things, and now there's so many more things to talk about. There's Yes. Non-stop. The Marvel Universe is barreling forward while, while another universe is stuck somewhere. That's all right. Whatever. We'll talk about all of that. Yes, it has been a minute. I want to get on the podcast quickly and thank Mike and Sasha for holding it down with you on the Ms. Marvel front for those final two episodes of Ms. Marvel, which 
I still haven't had a chance to see. So I don't know how Ms. Marvel ended. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll probably talk about it a little bit here in connection to some of the Comic-Con announcement stuff. Uh, some of the things that happened in Ms. Marvel, one thing in specific was pretty pervasive on the internet. And of course, I know about, but beyond that, I know nothing. Um, Thor Love and Thunder has happened since last we spoke. I was away on my trip during both of these things, the conclusion of Ms. Marvel and Thor Love and Thunder, and some behind the scenes on how this podcast came about. Kevin, you and I were going to record our Thor Love and Thunder and Ms. Marvel wrap-up podcast last night. And then I realized, wait, Hall H is about to happen. Marvel's going to reveal a lot of stuff, probably. And our podcast on Thor and Ms. Marvel is going to become immediately outdated. So why don't we wait one more night and we will see what happens at Hall H. So we can talk about all of that stuff. The Thor and Ms. Marvel podcast forthcoming might take a minute for that one to come out. We appreciate your patience on all of that uh, here as we are going to be taking uh, tonight's podcast, this week's podcast to round up all of the news that has happened at Comic-Con. First and foremost, Kevin, just how are you? It has been a minute. I mean, I've seen you in person since I've come back. We had some business to attend to. Yeah, I have some business indeed. Some signatures mm -hmm. to be signed. Um, things are okay. I uh, I was outside a lot today, and I didn't like it. Oh, that's not for you, degrees. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's 95 degrees here, and I, I did not like being outside. Even it if it was more temperate, I don't think you would have loved it. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't love being outside. The only time I like being outside is when it's like fall weather. Uh -huh. It's nice. I look very cute in a sweater. I look sure cute do. In nothing else. Yeah. I, I, I'm hideous most of the time. Not so, true, but you are uh, cutest in a sweater. Correct. And yeah. uh, so I really like that look. Um, and I can't wear anything close to that in this weather. Uh, loving that, that New York heat, let me tell you. In this climate? Yeah. No, not so much. Um, well, things are, uh, we're not quite in fall yet, Kevin, but things are falling, falling into, into place. place. What? Yes, <laughs> as uh, there have been a lot of announcements out of Comic-Con about the future of Marvel Studios specifically, also some developments on the Marvel animation side of things that I know we want to talk about here as well, Kevin. Um, a lot of this news is just going to be hard to sidestep, I imagine, but I'll just give like the, the prerequisite sort of, we're going to be talking about whatever came out at Comic-Con. Uh, if you're trying to like dodge all this information, Kevin infamously, you try to dodge all trailers and such. Some trailers came out of Comic-Con revolving around the Marvel side of things. Uh, any of that is fair game to be talked about in this podcast, including some moments that are revealed in some of these trailers that perhaps Kevin would have loved to have not known about. Uh, so we're going to talk about anything that happened at Comic-Con on the Marvel side of things, specifically uh, if you are spoiler averse to like the nth degree where anything that was officially revealed by Kevin Feige is not something that you want to know. This is a podcast to skip, but this is really why the podcast was basically invented in the first place, Kevin. So we got to talk about all of this stuff. Um, you've been keeping closer tabs on Comic-Con internet than I have actually, Kevin. I've had my hands full with pace, a, honestly. a few <laughs> other things. I do feel like this is a little bit of a role reversal. It is. I mean, l listen, I, I host two episodes in every of everything is super. And all of a sudden <laughs> I think I'm Josh Wiggler here. Yeah. Just, just reloading Twitter. Uh, thanks to our, you know, good, good old Torby over there. Uh, yes. tweeting, live tweeting the Marvel Studios animation and uh, MCU panels from San Diego Comic-Con 
uh, for M Murphy's Multiversity, I believe. Yeah, so let's channel. give let's give a quick shout out to a tremendous friend of Post Show Recaps and someone who has been very, very helpful along the ride here on Everything is Super, the great Torbjorn Frazier, at Torbjorn Frazier, who has been uh, at his very first Comic-Con as a reporter covering on behalf of Murphy's Multiverse. I know Torbjorn Frazier has had uh, quite the week uh, and in uh, and indeed a uh, an experience unto itself of getting into Hall H at Comic-Con, which as a Comic-Con reporter veteran, I can tell you it's an ordeal. Uh, so it's uh, the worst <laughs> props to Torby for being able to pull it off. And yes, he uh, he was tweeting up a storm on behalf of of Murphy's Multiverse. So there's a great Twitter thread from Torby Boots on the Ground reporting that I know, um, Kevin, you especially, you were paying attention, uh, close attention to that. And a lot of people in the Post Show Recaps patron discord, you can join patreon.com slash post show recaps. A bunch of you were all uh, really eyes glued to what was going on. Uh, every time I popped my head in there, Kevin, you were really active. So it seems like uh, all of you've been having a fun time. Yeah, it was really um different for me i guess uh but like kind of like a uh throwback being involved in conversations like this talking about news as it's happening um you know directly with the the patrons um uh, of the discord and like getting their reaction sharing my thoughts almost like a preview before coming on here but it was pretty fun like to talk about certain stuff i always try to hold back um as much as i can though so i can save her for the podcast especially when maybe some of my takes are a little bit hot and fiery but we expect uh nothing less nothing kevin less. <laughs> yes yes i try uh, i try I, I like giving the hot takes it's it's very fun don't um, they call that know? the tea yeah, I like spill it. I listen. I'm gonna spill tea all over this MCU. Don't do it on Just, your keyboard. You know. <laughs> You're gonna need that. So. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I do need the keyboard. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite recently, so I definitely need my keyboard. Oh, to, to did not that going. Did not know that. All right, I so know. I got to Fortnite. That's <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> which which crossover with uh, MCU stuff because I got to Fortnite partially for work and then actually really enjoyed it. So I started playing a little bit more. And I was like, well, I'm not going to spend money on Fortnite. Uh -huh. And then they had a daily deal for a Thor skin and a Captain America skin. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so, look at you getting suckered by got the sucked DLC. right in. Uh, right in. By the, 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 micro, uh, the microtransactions. The microtransactions. I also got Indiana Jones. Now him I had to unlock via side quest. And I cool. did that. This is great. This is what people listen to this emergency podcast for is Kevin's Fortnite habits. Here's we're giving what we... them opportunity to leave if they don't want the spoilers. The opportunity has been given. We're going to get into it now. Let me see if I can't kind of do the quick summary of what was announced at Hall H by Marvel Studios. And I'm like very fresh off of learning this stuff. I apologize for getting anything wrong in advance, but I think that I've got the gist of it, and then we'll break it down. So let's just like lay it out, Kevin. We'll, we'll put the poster on the wall. We'll take a few steps back and see what we can see. This is what we have learned. We have learned that Marvel Phase 4 is ending imminently, uh, that the final two installments of Marvel's Phase 4 of the Cinematic Universe, it's going to be the upcoming She-Hulk Disney Plus TV series coming out in August, and it is going to end with Black Panther 
Wakanda Forever. That is going to be uh, coming out in, I believe, November. Uh, is November when, 11th, the day yes. before my birthday. A big trailer came out for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We'll talk about some of the reveals from that. Uh, that is going to be the end of Phase 4. We'll put some a pin might in say that. an abrupt end. We'll put a pin in that, and we will have a conversation about that in a little while. The entire slate of Phase 5 has also been laid out by Kevin Feige, and it consists of a bunch of projects that have been previously announced, as well as a few that had not been previously announced. This is the timeline as it, it was laid out by Marvel. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, is going to kick off Phase 5 on February 17th, 2023. In the spring of 2023, Secret Invasion comes to Disney+. Plus. On May 5th, 2023, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Later that summer, we are going to get the Echo series spinning out of Hawkeye. We are also that summer going to be getting the second season of Loki. And also that summer, we are going to be getting The Marvels uh, is going to be showing up with a whole mess of stuff, I am sure, that is going to be spinning out of not only Miss Marvel, but I bet Secret Invasion as well. At long last, the Mahershala Ali Blade movie has a premiere date, a release date, November, uh, I think November 3rd, 2023. I'm looking at a very blurry image of the Phase 5 slate. So uh, that's, a, that's a two or a three. My LASIK is failing me in this moment. Um, Ironheart uh, featuring uh, Riri Williams, who's going to be in Black Panther Wakanda forever, uh, is going to be coming out fall 2023. Then in the winter of 2023 slash 24, uh, lots of confidence in the listing of that date is going to be Agatha Coven of Chaos. So I guess that that is the Agatha Harkness show spinning out of WandaVision. Renamed uh, at that. Uh, yep, it was House, House of, of Harkness. Harkness. Right, yep. So that has been changed. In the spring of 2024, in news that I'm sure made Tessa's heart sing, uh, patron of post-show recaps, daredevil born again uh, a brand new daredevil tv series starring charlie cox and vincent d'onofrio 18 episodes is coming to disney plus daredevil born again spring 2024 that's a very big announcement uh in may again lasik failing me that's a two or a three may 2nd america is may 3rd okay thank you with your eyes kevin uh may 3rd Captain America, New World Order, Sam Wilson flying into theaters, May 3rd, 2024, July 20. That's a 25 or a 26 are we looking at there, Kevin? Is that a 20? That is for which one are we looking at? We're here? looking at the, we're looking the... at the closer on phase 5. We're looking the closer at closer on look... phase 5 is July 2024. July 20, 2024. I need to get uh, my money back from the LASIK people. Uh July 20, 2024. Thunderbolts. This is like uh Evil Avengers is a, is probably a reductive way of describing that. Uh super villain super team up uh is what the Thunderbolts essentially is and that's going to be the phase 5 closer. And then I believe Kevin Three or uh, three additional movies were announced as the start uh, or as part of at least phase six. So Kevin Feige has not only told us the entire phase five slate, but he has also told us what's coming to uh, Marvel for phase six. And that is going to include the Fantastic Four at long last has a release date. 
That's going to be November 2024. I don't know that I have uh, the, the November official. 8th. I no- actually went to the official Marvel page, which is very helpful because they oh called it for us. November so, 8th, yeah. 2024. Fantastic Four kicking things off. Then we are also going to see two new Avengers movies, Kevin. We're going to get Avengers The Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars to end Phase 6. And this will be the end of Marvel's multiverse saga, Kevin. I believe that is the gist of these Marvel announcements. Did I miss anything? Um, there were some small things. Um, there was a trailer for Quantum Mania or a preview that was shown that uh, people were really gushing over. I guess things that have tackled made it online or one. stuff that was just at the panel, stuff that made it online or just at the panel. I think it's just at the panel. There are yeah. some conversations because uh, there's some Quantum Mania stuff to talk about. There's some Guardian stuff that was talked about, but we can get through all of them, I guess, as we break down this one by one by one. Cool. Um, I think big picture stuff, Kevin. I don't think that you and I are going to be terribly far off on this take. You ready? Ooh, I'm, I, I'm honestly, I, are you sure? <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. I think we'll see. Uh, here's, here's my opening, opening take. I'm, I'm, I, I want to start with, I'm excited about a lot of the things that we have heard here. I'm excited about uh, some of these developments. Really pumped about that Daredevil show, especially. Uh, I appreciate that it's going to be like uh, six years between Avengers movies. It's, a, you know, at least uh, like uh, show a little bit of uh, decorum around a movie that you called Endgame. Uh, so, you know, uh, I appreciate you resisting the low hanging fruit for a little while. And the implications of those movies, I think, are exciting. The thing that uh, is probably the, the thing that I enjoy the least is, wait, phase four is just about to end. So that's that's just it. It's just. We're, we're there it happened we're at we're at the ending already well yeah I, I i think you you're you're right there on um we're aligned on that part of it but i think my biggest takeaway from the macro level and this is this is obviously my opinion and people are always happy to disagree with it they're wrong for doing oh, so oh come on allowed to do so nope um the abrupt end to phase four and the fact that they're now like phase five or these things that we've already announced where usually I feel like the phases are a little bit different. They announce the phase and then show us what usually I remember it being closer to what they're doing on phase six, where it's like, this is stuff we haven't announced. This is phase six. It feels like they have slapped phases onto pieces. We already know. Here's what we should be doing. The phases should die. The phases I mean, should be phased out. They are arbitrary and reductive, like ranking, according to Stephen Fishback. Uh, the phases make no sense, and they don't matter mean, anymore. They're meaningless. If anything, this 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 weird slapping an end to and a new start of Phase Five, and we'll talk about this as well. Their titling of the of this set really, to me, confirmed. Okay, so you didn't really have a plan, did you? Right. Um, it, it honestly feels like there wasn't a real plan in place and they are now like, oh no, there was, and this was it. And it's just like, okay. And the naming of the multiverse saga to me is very, very similar. And I said this on the discord to the Skywalker saga, you know, that thing we have always called it for years upon years and not with this last movie, right. naming it the, to the Skywalker. It's just like, you just you just chose this name. Like, this doesn't, 
what are you talking about? The multiverse spe- specifically saga. the multiverse saga. Yeah. You know, because like some of this stuff has been dealing in multiverse in in like a major way. Ish. Doctor Strange for sure. Uh, Loki has gotten into it for sure. I think Quantumania stands to really get into it as well. Miss Marvel could as well. I think is a strong possibility. Who knows what's going to happen in uh, the Agatha show if it's like kind of like in the WandaVision mold. But I struggle to think about how like thunderbolts and the captain america movie and the daredevil movie like how are these all like you know and even like things like hawkeye uh you know some of these um is she hulk gonna be a big multiverse show i mean i guess in the trailer wong shows up and he's kind of like a big multiverse poster child at this moment in time but i i do agree that like i don't know that multiverse saga is really representative of everything that's been happening at marvel so far and, you know, I, I, I have enjoyed a lot of these projects on individual levels. And I also have been left wanting, as you have been, Kevin, of like some level of cohesion and clarity to the whole thing. And I think that there would almost be something that's more satisfying about like, you know, some of these things are part of the multiverse saga. The entire thing is not necessarily all connected. And we're kind of interested in certain pockets of like the New York City Marvel stuff. And then there's the bigger picture things. And we're not calling it a thing. It's just the movies are happening. Uh, it does feel like a lot of these things being tied together. It's it's a little bit of a harder picture for for me to see personally. It really is, and I I, I Thor, Love and Thunder might have been the worst thing to happen to me for Marvel because I you know spoiler I loved it so yeah. goddamn much. Yeah. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was by far and away the best Marvel Phase Four movie. I love that you're planting we'll, we'll Mjolnir stop. here so that when we do the Thor Love and Thunder podcast, people can write in and tell you how wrong you are because I'm sure I that's mean, going to again, happen. I mean, once again, they're allowed to think that. <laughs> they are incorrect for thinking I so. Really, I really look forward to talking about Thor with you very much. I, I, I love I love the movie because it was just a Thor movie and it was fun and it was adventurous and it was Taika doing his thing and it didn't, it didn't connect to the bigger Marvel universe. And I know some people might be like, but you've complained before about that. And yeah, because there was no plan. It still feels like there's no plan. And if you're not going to have a plan, don't insert it. I talked about the biggest problem for me with Dr. Strange was that Illuminati stuff. Cause it felt like just, just rammed in there. And the more I thought about it, the more, so much of the phase four movies felt like that scene in age of Ultron of Thor jumping into the vision pool to be like, ah, stuff. And except this stuff has no real point or payoff. At least with a lot of these older movies, they felt like their own thing and they still connected sort of to the bigger picture, but it was still going towards Thanos. And we felt it at times. It didn't feel forced. It really felt like it was there. So much of phase four felt like it's just like, I don't know, stuff. This connects. Here's Charlize Theron. Here's here's Harry Styles. These will matter. And it's just like, I guess. Whereas Thor was just like a movie. I kind of wish this was phase four. Like, I honest to God, I wish all the movies were closer to Thor where they're just their own thing as opposed to almost pretending like there's a bigger plan and not having a direction that felt. Because like that's what's thrown me off so much about these other films. It's like, where is this all going? Because they have these moments of trying to tell us it's going somewhere. And then naming it the multiverse saga where so much of what we've seen has nothing to do with that. Or does it? I guess they can retroactively right. tell us it does. Um, and so, like, for me, that's what I really wish these movies were at this point. I really wish we just got fun movies like The War, or not necessarily fun, just centered movies that had a, a singular vision that weren't trying to connect to the bigger stuff. And... 
then they could have unveiled like, okay, but we are heading towards this now. And I would have been like, cool, dope. I'm excited. Um, but it's just felt so disjointed, which is why, like, I think I ended up liking Thor so much because it was just like a nice breath of fresh air. But again, it was the best and worst thing to happen. And then they named it the multiverse saga. And I'm like, that's bananas. Right. I will say that's my biggest complaint. A lot of the other stuff we're going to get into. I'm going to talk about what I'm excited for. There's a lot to be excited for. There's a lot of potential in a lot of these stories. But the big picture of Marvel has me whelmed and has, I don't have a ton of trust anymore, but that's fine. It is what it is on that, you know? Sure. So we'll, we'll break it all down. I think, I think that that's fair. I hear a lot of those points. I do think that there's a lot individually that I am really excited for, but I think it would be dishonest if we both came on here and we're like, all right, we're so super hyped about all of it. I, I definitely agree. I think like the ballooning of content from Marvel has been um, a blessing and a curse. Uh, I think like a, a little bit of like the unity of vision has been uh, has been removed from the situation for me. And I think that coming out at Comic-Con and saying like we've had a grand plan all along feels a little false to me in in some ways. But we now have years to see what it is they're driving at. Uh, and we know that what they seem to be driving at are these two Avengers movies in 2025, which currently do have uh, premiere dates, which was was not something that I, I realized. May 2nd, 2025, November 7th, 2025, for those two Avengers movies. So we'll see what's going to happen with all of that. Let's get into the Comic-Con announcements specifically, Kevin. Uh, first and foremost, uh, maybe let's start with some of the trailers, I guess, because those are for the two next projects that we are getting. There's She-Hulk. Uh, and of course, there is Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, the She-Hulk trailer, uh, I feel like uh, it looks a lot better than the first She-Hulk trailer is my opening take, Kevin, just in terms of the, the, um, the, the graphics, the visual effects. Uh, She-Hulk looks a lot more like a character on a television show than she looked previously, so that's nice to see. Yeah, I actually, for this one, clicked really quickly. Um, I, saw, I watched a little bit at the beginning, click to another point and then like click close to the end um just to just 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 to just to touch on it because i wanted to i wanted to see the cg knowing what people said before because i never watched that original trailer i just saw the screenshots the cg does look leaps and bounds above uh where that is so i'm actually uh really excited about that i've been a, a little excited for she hulk i will admit my enthusiasm for the marvel shows has diminished over time uh, because a lot of them are just like, yeah, this is, this is fine. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, I am, but I am enthusiastic because the other thing I saw, the two big things was one, I saw her talking to camera, which is such a huge thing. Um, there was a lot of fourth wall breaking um, of levels to the dance slot run. Um, not to the extent of Deadpool, mind you, but uh, a hilarious acknowledgement uh, at times of, 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 of the reader and the world um and so i'm i'm really pumped that they're incorporating that into the show uh and i saw since i clicked the very end i saw that a certain person is going to be in there which yes. is we had actually you and i theorized ages ago ages ago when uh before before charlie cox was a was a rock catcher in <laughs> spider-man's eye uh we had theorized that that charlie cox doesn't show up as daredevil and she hulk and uh we really got confirmation of that here yeah the she-hulk trailer closes with these final few seconds of uh, uh uh ironically enough kevin 
Daredevil's arms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Daredevil's arms making an appearance at the end of the She-Hulk trailer uh, and him holding Daredevil's signature Billy Club weapon, uh, binging Billy Clubs. Uh, and it looks like he's wearing like a darker costume. Uh, so I don't know if this is going to be um, him back in like the Dread Pirate Roberts costume of seasons one and three, or if we're going to be modifying the Daredevil suit. Because I know that in the comics at certain points in time, he's, he's had very different costumes. He's had the red costume is the most iconic, I think. There's the yellow one. But there also has been like a black costume with sort of like red accents that I have seen in the past that, that maybe this actually... looks like. That is that. There actually has been, um, it's Comic-Con. People took pictures. Um, you can find pictures online. It is, in fact, the one that is closer, I believe, to is Born Again, which tracks, considering that announcement um, costume, which is uh, a red with black on top. Uh, and he is wearing that style of costume. Um, so that that sort of has happened. Uh, yeah. There's been a, a picture. Uh, of him in online in that costume so that it seems to be what he's going with honestly it looks pretty cool um i believe the picture i saw didn't show the mask charlie cox was out of it um so you can see his charlie cox face um and, <laughs> Good. And, it's better and, than uh, his not charlie cox face you don't yes, want to see that if, one what if what if it was uh uh iron fist who's <laughs> taking over as a daredevil i'll throw up <laughs> i'll throw up makes- Almost makes me want to have it. I'll happen. burn this you whole multiverse socket to the ground. <laughs> Every last so part. Full of it. Cersei Lannister. Yes. Um. But yeah. Uh. It, it it looks pretty cool. I actually really like the how the costume looks. Um. Gets me jazz. Marvel has done a good job, I think, of bringing the superhero costumes to life on screen for the most part. And I know you and I had had. Uh, feelings about the Netflix Daredevil costume. Yeah, the initial Daredevil costume, I really, it, it, certainly in uh, the season one finale of Daredevil, I really disliked. Uh, and I it grew on me in season two. And then in season three, they're like, ah, oh, no, we just, we're going to do the Dread Pirate Roberts thing because mm-hmm. we know it's not so great. Uh, and they turn it into like a whole storyline, obviously, with Bullseye. Kevin and I really want to get back to our Daredevil season three rewatch. We just have not been able to figure out exactly when that's going to happen. It will happen. And especially with an 18 episode Daredevil born again being announced which i think we could talk about really quickly here in tandem with the reveal of daredevil being in she hulk um i wonder how much he's going to feature in she hulk how much of the you know it's the multiverse saga okay but how much of this like you know disney plus stuff and the street level stuff is like the kingpin saga you know that's what i want to know is there a separate labeling for some of this stuff that maybe we want to get into because it sounds like kingpin shows up in hawkeye We've got the Echo Show coming up. It seems, if, if it's not confirmed, I think it's been reported uh, by a source as reputable as my, uh, my alma mater, the Hollywood Reporter, has reported that Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox would be involved in Echo. And now they're going to have their own Daredevil show as well. So how much of that is going to be seeded out throughout these shows? Is, is, you know, is Matt Murdock going to be involved in she-hulk to like the same degree that kingpin was in hawkeye which is to say an important character but not a, a dominating screen time type of character do you have a lot of expectations about this kevin um not a lot of major expectations uh they showed him obviously in the costume and i honestly didn't expect him to be in the costume in she-hulk i expected him to show up on the scene as a lawyer as they are both such um, and that's something I assume will still happen, but clearly he will make his appearance known to her as his uh, Daredevil self. 
I I agree that I think it's going to be more cameo style, similar to No Way Home. Um, maybe in a, a more extended, obviously, cameo than that. Um, leading into a lot of what we're going to end up seeing in Echo and um, the Daredevil Born Again show. There's a lot here, and I think we'll touch on this. I mean, I guess we can kind of touch on it as we're talking about Born Again. I'm really jazzed about it. I really like the cast of Daredevil a lot. And 18 not only- episodes. 18, 18 episodes. episodes. It's, it's like a real TV show. They're making TV for the first time. Um, 18's a lot. I mean, I know it, we're like, hey, more than episodes, we are used to. I know we're like, six episodes is not enough. And they're like, how's 18 episodes? Like, oh, maybe a little less. It's like, you know, maybe it's like. It's like, you know, we're, we're trying to, like, help them straighten out the painting on the wall. Right. It's like, and nope, you like, overcorrected. You overcompensated. <laughs> uh, I am a little bit worried about 18 full-ass episodes in this day and age. I'm um, less worried about it, Kevin, if they do the thing that you and I would love to see them do, which is, like, give us non-canonically important adventures. You know, like, sh- yeah. give us a couple of episodes here of, like, uh, give us, like, the almost got him Batman the Animated Series Daredevil episode, right? Like, show give us just, like, one-off adventures. You've got 18 episodes to play with. Give us a good time with Daredevil. Don't focus so much on, like, the it's all connected, man. You definitely don't need 18 episodes of TV to do that. But 18 episodes of TV gives you a great opportunity to, like, play in the sandbox. That's really what I hope that they have in mind. Well, let's make TV as opposed to be like, well, it's an 18-episode long movie. And I'm just like, it's a what? What is this? The Snyder Cut? Get the F out of here. Like, that's not what we want here. Um, so I am excited for it for the fact that it could be a TV show. I am excited about the fact that it is uh, Charlie Cox visits D'Onofrio. And I believe I read online that uh, Eldon Hansen is also uh, confirmed to return as Foggy Nelson. I assume that means that uh, Deborah Ann Wall is not far behind as Karen Page. I am excited because I thought this cast was really great. There's a lot I liked about the Daredevil show on Netflix, but I am really excited to see Marvel take a crack at it. There's a lot that I love. It's To me, it's going to be a contrast almost of, and, and a comparison, a good comparison between what we liked about the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire, right? Like to me, like that's the Netflix version, except obviously the opposite is much more goofy. And then we got like Tom Holland, which felt like, a little bit closer to, to certain Spider-Man things that we really liked. I feel like that's going to be here, right? Like we're going to like the Netflix stuff and still like it, but we're going to get something different that I think is maybe closer to the comics. Uh, and I'm going to be really pumped about that for this show. So I am really excited about that. I have high expectations. My big thing about Born Again, and this actually ties to a different announcement from a different panel, which is the uh, Marvel Animation panel, where they really went into depth about the Spider-Man freshman year cartoon. They have been going on about how that's canon, like it's MCU canon, it's MCU canon. And there is so much stuff in there to me that was just like, this isn't, this is not, no, this is, this is different. Like Norman Osborn's in that, like the Scorpion is the Scorpion in that. This is not the MCU Spider-Man, Yeah. Uh, unless it's his freshman year of college, in which case, cool, that can make sense because he's older now, but the way they're drawing him in the cartoon makes him look real young. Um, and my response to that is that this is how they're going to use the multiverse to make it the multiverse saga, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes in this clearly visual medium that we're yeah, doing right now. Right. Um, is to say like, well, it's canon because it's the multiverse. So it's in MCU, just a different unit. And right. technically that's correct. It is. Um, but it allows them to do a lot of different stuff. And I feel like this is where we're headed to 
when everyone was just like, oh, that Netflix shows are in canon when they said that. I'm like, are they though? I think it's in canon as a, a universal version of the character. And we're going to get this version of them, which is very similar in a lot of ways and can reference stuff that happened, but will be distinctly different from what we saw on Netflix. That's uh, my prediction, at least yeah. for a lot of this stuff. Daredevil and She-Hulk. That's exciting. The She-Hulk trailer is really fun. I think not just the the up, upgraded uh, visual effects uh, from the last time out, but also the tone of it and seeing Mark Ruffalo back as Hulk and them having like island training montages and stuff, uh, I think is uh, is pretty fun. Some of the cast uh, looks really great. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about that one. We will have some news on the Everything is Super podcast in the not-too-distant future about how She-Hulk is going to be covered here on Post Show Recaps. It's going to be different from how we have been covering the Disney Plus shows in the past. Kevin and I are really excited about it because of what it means for what we can be doing on Everything is Super as well. Uh, so we're going to have a couple of friends joining us on the Everything is Super Marvel beat to help us spread our wings and cover more stuff. So stay tuned for that announcement. We will have some news in the next couple of weeks on I feel like our it's more stretching product. our pants and spreading our rings. That's that's a oh, reference. Oh yeah, isn't spandex is your friend. Yeah. Spandex is your friend. <laughs> uh, yes, the spandex of podcasting is what we are looking at. So uh, look forward to that. We're really pumped about uh, who we're bringing on to help us cover all of this Marvel stuff. Um, Kevin, let's uh, let's keep going. There's a trailer that dropped for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever uh, that is uh, pretty emotional. Uh, this is a lot. This is a really intense thing to watch. I can only imagine. I will readily admit, uh, while I watched parts of the Shiho trailer, I couldn't bring myself to to watch the Black Panther one. One for the emotional part of it, uh, and two, I'm I've we've talked at length about how much I love Black Panther, how high it is in my rankings, how much it means to me, uh, and I want to go in fully not knowing anything sure. about this movie. I already feel like I know too much, and mainly in the like behind the scenes. <laughs> stuff is what i know too much about because i'm just like yeah. oh i really wish i didn't know that sure um, of course but i i'm i'm so hyped for this movie it's coming out the day before my birthday um i'm i'm really interested on what direction it's gonna take and where it's gonna go and what it means for the character and the world moving forward so um i did not watch the trailer but i know that the response has been pretty good it was really moving you know i still have a lot of questions about this movie uh and it is fast approaching um what i will say is that the trailer really showcases just all the incredible people who have who were involved in the first black panther movie who are going to be involved in this one as well it highlights a few new characters that are going to be along for the ride um at least one of whom is a marvel character who has been a long time in the making for their live action debut and that is very exciting and i don't know if you know anything about that kevin so for oh, the sanctity yeah, he's of gonna your get the world real wet uh, okay, so then I'll just say this. Uh, it's, it's, it certainly looks like, uh, and I don't think it's even like certainly looks like, Namor, the Submariner, uh, is uh, the oldest uh, Marvel character. Is that right, Kevin? Do, is that a, Am I misrepresenting that fact? He's from the 30s, isn't he? uh i believe he he is from a while back is he he's is he the oldest marvel character he's he's up there if he if he's not submariner uh, he's a mutant see. i know that much yes uh which is exciting namor the submariner uh is a character who originally debuted in marvel comics number one 
which was published October 1939, uh, is the original debut of Namor. So not quite 100 years later makes it... (laughs) So live action, uh, we are going to be seeing, uh, I believe, uh, I apologize if I mispronounced the name of the actor, uh, Tina Huerta is going to be playing Namor, and we're going to be seeing Atlantis, uh, which is where Namor heralds from, and the trailer is showcasing some looks at that. I will, I will leave it there, Kevin, for your experience, but you already knew about Namor. Yes. Um, and Can you give like a quick, uh, like what, who and what first. is a Namor for anyone who doesn't know who or what a Namor is? Uh, do you know Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very it's similar. It's not quite like that. I always thought of Namor as sort of like um, Spock adjacent. Uh, he's often illustrated that way I think you're just saying that because of the pointy ears, the dark hair and pointy ears. He's often uh, illustrated in a way that looks like Leonard Nimoy in the comics, but I don't know yes. that his personality quite matches Spock no, at all. Yeah. He is, uh, so Namor is the king of Atlantis, uh, a.k.a. the Submariner. He is also a mutant, so he's not fully like all Atlanteans, um, but he, he is their ruler. He is arrogant, um, he, and, and he, he, the other important thing about him is, boy, oh boy, does he want to bang Sue Storm. Like, mm. It is a big thing that uh, him and Reed Richards have a rivalry um, in that he keeps flirting with Reed's wife, um, and he is a member of the Illuminati in the comics, uh, but he is, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's the gist of it. Like, he has a very, like, Aquamanian thing in terms of, like, what is his story and person, and to an extent, well, how Aquaman is treated these days, personality. Um, but he is a key member in terms of the Fantastic Four. He's a big part of Black Panther as well. Um, there was reference to him. People really lost their minds when in Endgame they were talking about um, earthquakes off the coast of Wakanda. Uh, because they were originating underwater and people thought that it had to do with him. So I think all of that's going to be coming together for this. Yeah, uh, so that's really exciting. I'm pretty pumped up about that. I'm really excited about the looks at a bunch of the characters uh, from Black Panther in the trailer. Some very provocative imagery uh, throughout this. Uh, and you do get to see um, at least one visual tribute to Chadwick Boseman, which uh, was was still really hard to see. Um, the, the trailer is scored to a version of No Woman No Cry uh, and that's going to be living rent free in my head for the next little while as I'm sure it will be for a ton of people who watch the trailer. The movie looks great. I think that the the there's been a lot reported about the difficulties behind the scenes, some difficulties with personalities involved in the making of this movie as well which we'll get into if it's relevant uh, as we get deeper into and closer to covering Wakanda forever. Um, but for now on like the emotional gut level watching that trailer. Uh, yeah, that worked. That worked really, really, really well for me. Um, and we can, we can leave it there other than to say, so that's going to be the phase four closer Wakanda for phase four ever Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything beyond sort of like the the cynical like we just got to get out of phase four that you think will be significant to ending phase four here like do you anticipate wakanda forever as kind of an event film i i honestly i hope not like to my point earlier more so than anything any of the other films i really hope this leans to, closer to individuality and individuality yeah. and like please just give me the story that i think sure. is important yep. here um and not shoehorn in 
I don't know, Harry Styles showing up to be like, hey, y'all, remember uh-huh. me from Eternals? And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, not really. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it shakes out. But I am I am by and large on the same page as you. And I think that that movie, um, you know, uh, there's 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 a lot of uh, a lot of feelings baked into it from from the, uh, you know, from the audience towards this next film. And uh, this is this is one that we're all greatly anticipating. And I hope that it's, uh, you know, designed to stand on its own legs and less as like this is serving up the next phase of the multiverse saga. If it's able to do that on its own terms, uh, then great. But I hope that the movie is just, you know, by and large, more than anything, really on its own terms. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's get into phase five. Kevin, Marvel's phase five. It's going to kick off with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. There was some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff at the panel as well, I understand. Was there any secret invasion that you know of at the panel? Uh yeah, uh I know that Colby Smulders uh came out, uh did some did some talking. I don't remember if they showed footage, like there's not a leak that I saw on that. Um but you skipped over something about Quantum Mania. 
that is being buzzed about. Okay, so they showed some footage from Quantum Mania, I believe. Yes. And I think, uh, you know, I've had, again, like I had like a really cursory look at all of this stuff before we hopped on. So I think what I know was was shown at Quantum Mania was they had some footage that people seem to be really excited about. Jonathan Majors was there because Kang is going to be a part of Quantum Mania. I think it was confirmed that Modoc is going to be in Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum that is one of the big news. That is correct. Modoc, the mental organism designed only for killing, yes. uh, is going to be there. And now I'm only going out off of what I can see from the internet, and I have put this together in my mind. I don't know if it's fact. I don't know if I actually cross different wires. But from what I understand, Bill Murray is playing Modoc. So, <laughs> which what? <laughs> so I know that Bill Murray is in the movie, uh, which is hilarious, and I look forward to seeing how the hell that is going to come together. Um, I don't know if he's playing Modoc. I don't know if they have said who's playing Modoc because I think it might be a. Spoiler, I'm pretty sure that I've been hit with who Modoc is in the movie. I hope it's Bill Murray. I, I don't know if it's Bill Murray, is it but the ghost of Egon Spengler. Oh my god. Uh yes. Uh I certainly hope that that's the case. Uh Harold Ramis hologram forever. Uh yes. is fine by me. Uh I still haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, by the way. Um Kevin's shaking his head. Well, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that at some point. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if we can get to Ghostbusters Afterlife at some point here on the podcast. Um, Bill Murray being in a Marvel movie, though, is uh, as somebody who loves the Ghostbusters movies very much uh, is an exciting deal for me. I don't know if he's MODOK or not, but I'm excited to see MODOK. There was some, uh, some excitement around Guardians 3. Yes. Uh, I think some plot details were revealed to a certain degree that it's going to be really hinging on Rocket Raccoon to a certain degree. I think James Gunn said that the movie is going to explore to some extent why Rocket Raccoon is one of the saddest people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yes. to me, Kevin, and this isn't a spoiler so much as like speculation that I think a lot of people are speculating to the point that I feel like it's probably going to bear out this way. Rocket Raccoon is gonna die in this movie, right? I mean, he might, right? Like this is this is confirmed. James Gunn also James kills Gunn's... people in the movies. Like Rocket Raccoon, next to go, right? Like he's a raccoon. How long is he gonna be alive <laughs> for anyway? Uh, yeah, they they don't have long lifespans, right? Um, I feel like Rocket Raccoon. If the movie is about how sad Rocket Raccoon is, the movie is gonna be a lot about like Rocket Raccoon. Like he ends up having a family and friends, and he's gonna make the ultimate sacrifice for his family. Like Rocket Raccoon is not getting out of Guardians Three. I really don't think so. I mean, it it seems likely a lot of people could die in Guardians Three. James Gunn confirmed it's his last Guardians movie. I think it's gonna be the last Guardians movie. I don't know if they're gonna make more without him. Um, so, uh, yeah, I expect a lot of people might be going down on this one. Uh, the trailer from what I understand showed, uh, Adam Warlock, which is really exciting. Uh, Will Poltier was there, um, and confirmed the high evolutionary who yes. is a villain from Marvel comics. It's also tied to the Scarlet Witch, uh, the, the, one of those people involved in, uh, uh Wonder Gore Mountain. And I, um, I believe, uh, Chikuti Uwuji, who is from, uh, again, probably Bonchik, the uh, pronunciation, I really apologize for that, uh, is the high evolutionary. He showed up in full purple armored regalia at Comic-Con. And uh, according to Torby's account on multiverse, uh, Murphy's Multiverse Twitter account, uh, that he was just like monologuing on the panel. And then he seems very campy and fun. 
Uh, I mean, that's the way to run a James Gunn character. He right? was terrific like, <laughs> on Peacemaker. So like, this is, this is fun. I'm excited about this. Yeah. He basically um, in the comics uh, and in Windergore Mountain specifically, if I'm not mistaken, he is a geneticist of a sort and built a machine that causes people to, or creatures, anything to hyper evolve um, like a just genetic accelerator, I guess, um, to evolve different creatures. That's how, uh, I believe Bova, the caretaker of uh, the twins, Wanda and Pietro, was was created by the High Evolutionary. So, like, that's his general deal. Um, it's interesting to see him on a galactic scale. Yeah. So, I'm really curious how that's going to play out here. But I love that type of, like, crazy, crazy-ass villain, right? Like, it is so close to that famous Sauron panel, right? Of just like, but I don't want to kill cats. I want to save people and dinosaurs. It's just like, oh, I don't want to save the universe. I want to do weird genetic experiments. And it's just like, okay, okay. Do we think that the high evolutionary is responsible for creating Rocket Raccoon? Is that how this is going to go? That would be a great. I didn't even put that together, Josh. This is yeah. this is uh, this is your brain here at work. And do you think man. that um, do you think that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to end in Star Lord picking Rocket Raccoon up in a, a rocket pack and saving him and putting a helmet on him and saying that the High Evolutionary may be your father, but he isn't <laughs> your daddy, and then Star Lord's going to die to save Rocket Raccoon. I don't think that's going to happen, no. All right, I'm just calling my <laughs> shot now. Uh, I think that there, there might be a, a thing where, you know, you're no trash panda, you're a hero, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. You're no trash panda, you're a guardian of the goddamn galaxy yeah. or something. A Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> uh, so excited about that. End of an era for Guardians. I suspect that there will still be, you know, a Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, but... Uh, I think the phrasing is the end of this era of the Guardians of the Galaxy. No surprise that some of them wouldn't continue on. I think uh, Dave Batiste has been very clear that he's done, that he doesn't want to do this anymore. So I expect that this is the end of Drax. Uh, and I do suspect uh, Rocket Raccoon. I, if the movie's about Rocket Raccoon, I feel like Rocket Raccoon is... Uh, is it? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think... You know, it's an easy check for Bradley Cooper, but... Who could they kill at this point that's going to rip our guts out the most? They already did it to it's Gamora, Kevin. They can't do it again. Yeah, I think uh, it's not Gamora. It's not Nebula. Uh, maybe Drax. You know, Mantis is sort of there and like could be emotional depending on what they do with that character. What Rip if they kill them all before. except for Rocket Raccoon? Well, brutal. <laughs> Poor Rocket. That would be the yeah. saddest thing. Yeah, that'd be brutal. Uh, I don't think that they said too much about some of these other phase five projects other than dating and titling them. Um, Echo, I don't know that they said too much more about. I don't know if they said too much more about Loki season two or the Marvels. I don't know that they said too much more about Blade or Ironheart. They renamed the Agatha Harkness show Coven of Chaos. Uh, Which no is real clearly, clearly playoff multiverse of madness like clearly a purposeful oh wanda was in the multiverse of madness this is the coven of chaos like come yeah. on <laughs> do we do we expect to see elizabeth olsen show up in agatha coven of chaos 
Uh, as an actress, for sure. As a as a as a Scarlet Witch, yes. But as like actual Scarlet Witch, probably not. It'll be like mental illusions, like curses, whatever you know, hallucinations. But I I, I don't think Scarlet Witch herself is showing up um, yeah. as Scarlet Witch. I think after Doctor Strange, she's gonna go off the board for a moment. Let me say something. I'm looking at the Phase Five lineup, and I am mm-hmm. noticing. That Armor Wars, uh, previously announced, is not listed on this timeline. Um, I feel like this is one of the things that uh, I don't know if this is if this is cynical uh, or if this is just like reality coming in. Is like, hey, it's cool to see all of these things on a graphic design of all of these movies on a point in a timeline, but they've swapped stuff before. Uh, back when they announced uh, Infinity War, uh, they said it was going to be infinity war part one and part two they obviously changed that plan i believe back then there was going to be an inhumans movie as well and like they announced all of this stuff (laughs) uh they they announced armor wars once upon a time i feel like it's i think that they i don't know if it's in production or if they've like done stuff with that maybe is it replaced by ironheart i don't know but all of which is to say either it's an omission or it is being kicked down the can down the line uh or maybe scrapped altogether and all of which is to say like this is this is the lineup as it currently stands kevin but i think a lot of this is still very much subject subject to change and so i think having been to this dance a couple of times with marvel like i am trying to like gut check some expectations that some of these projects just aren't going to go the way that they're gonna like avengers the kang dynasty is probably going to be like a totally different title by the time we get there. Maybe that movie three is years, three years, yeah. you know? I mean, I think there's a lot to be changed. And I think what you and maybe other people might be forgetting is, you know, we're about to, to, to venture into this territory, the end of phase five, phase, phase six. There's a lot of slots on that calendar. They only revealed three titles. For phase six. Four, yeah. uh, and the two Avengers movies. But Marvel fills in these slots with other stuff i feel like they're trying to sell us goods that again already exist they're like look how much we have planned and we're gonna show you what's still to come but we know some of that we know some of that is gonna be what if season two we know some of these other shows that they premiered are gonna have a second season so that'll probably be on there armor wars is probably gonna show up there i think that's what's gonna be filling in a couple of these things and they're just trying to like obfuscate yeah. how much is going to be coming. So yeah. Armor Wars is still down the line. There's still a spot for it. It's just clearly going to come later in their rollout plan if it ends up coming at all. Right. Um. So I don't know. I think just like there is a little bit of like uh, I've seen the prestige guys, you know, like I'm <laughs> I'm looking for that second Christian Bale. Uh, you know, real, I'm, real I'm, keep, I'm keeping like an eye out. A lot. Here. Keeping an eye out here. Uh, we already talked about Nolan's best one. I, we're already we already talked about Daredevil: Born Again. Um, two two movies, one of which was um, reported in the trade. I mean, both of them were reported in the trades, but now they're being officially confirmed by Marvel. Is Captain America: New World Order and Thunderbolts. Um, do you have strong thoughts or feelings about either of these movies? Uh, it's going to be cool to see another Captain America movie, and I'm really curious to see what the lineup is going to look like in there. Obviously, Sam Wilson. Who else is going to be showing up to the party? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the movie in the sense of, like, I'm excited for a Captain America movie with Sam Wilson. So I'm really pumped about that fact. I'm going to be excited for that film, I think, just from what it can deliver. 
uh, standpoint. Um, and same thing with Thunderbolts. I'm excited for the conceit of it. I, I This feels like something they've been building towards. If anything, to me, this feels like that Thunderbolts should be your your build towards, right? We should have been watching the Thunderbolts being built as the villains. This should, If we're calling it a saga, it could have been the Thunderbolt saga, right? Like, this feels like it. instead of doing an Avengers film, they're doing a Thunderbolts film, which is, oh, this, is, this isn't about the heroes coming together. It's about the villains coming together. And that could be a really big event, quote-unquote, film to end the phase, um, which feels like something to be built towards, which is why, again, ending phase four of Wakanda Forever is super weird. Um, so I am, again, I'm excited for these movies on an individual basis and an individual project. I think they have a lot of potential and a lot of excitement. I am in a weird place, I think, where none of these movies or none of these shows or movies are hitting me, though. Maybe Captain America to the level that I think the original Thanos saga, if you want to call it films, are, right? Like, there's nothing on here that got me pumped the way, say uh the revelation of like captain america 3 civil war got me you know what i mean like nothing is standing out in terms of like oh man it's happening it's all coming together like there's none of that there which is fine ultimately right like i'm allowed to be uh, excited for individual movies um but but uh yeah i i like i said i I feel like i'm I'm a little bit i don't know wishy-washy on the on the bigger picture but I think Thunderbolts could be dope because of several things. It has villains that we know and we've seen and I think are cool and that we like from the US agent to Elena Belova to We hope uh, so you know, anyway. Yeah. My most excited for Julie Louise Dreyfus. Yes. I've been rewatching Seinfeld and goddamn she's so amazing. So uh all of that gets me really pumped for a Thunderbolts film. Uh if anything, that's Jesus, is that the one I'm anticipating the most now? <laughs> like, that's a weird Thunderbolts movie be. could be really, really, really fun. Uh, you know, if they're able to, I don't know, they really need to commit to the bit the way that um, James Gunn did with uh, yeah. with his Suicide Squad movie. Like, you know, and the bar is really raised there. Uh, so, like, mm-hmm. a, a rare spot, maybe, Kevin, where DC is going to have the cinematic one-up on uh, on Marvel with, like, you know, the bad guy superhero team uh movie. Yeah. can thunderbolts be... match that i don't know that it's going to be able to match that originality it has a it has a really really hard job uh ahead of it to do that yeah you want to be the suicide squad and not suicide squad right and it's very easy to become suicide squad yes too easy tragically easy um so beyond thunderbolts uh we then get into phase six and we yes. get into november 2024 fantastic four comes out the very least one thing to look forward to November, 2024, Kevin. Uh, So fantastic four uh, is going to be, it's going to take that long to get to the, are we going to be seeing the members of the fantastic four along the way here in phase five, leading up to a big fantastic four event? I just feel like quite possibly considering the possible connections they are doing with Kang so yeah, and leading to the Kang Dynasty. Let's I talk mean, about I, that historically. I think is important. So we have two. Our first two Avengers movies since Endgame have been titled and dated. Um, one is called the Kang Dynasty, and one is called Secret Wars. And these two things, as far as I am aware, and you can really clarify this, 
have a lot in common with um, Jonathan Hickman's comic book work for Marvel recently, which has uh, largely been built on the Fantastic Four characters. Um, and could that be influential for the Fantastic Four? Point being that the Fantastic Four have a ton to do with Kang, have a ton to do with Secret Wars in the comics. And those three movies are all coming out within a year of each other. Seems like they will be of great importance to each other. And are they going to have the same weight applied to it if we don't have a little more time between now and November 2024 to start getting excited about the Fantastic Four? They threw a John Krasinski at us. What else are they going to do? Yeah, I really feel like the potential is high. So historically speaking, Kang is Detective Fantastic Four just from a storytelling standpoint, but especially relatively recently um, connected because of a revelation in the comics that uh, essentially a version of Kang is uh, Reed Richards' father. Um, That is a connection that can come into play as, as soon as Quantumania, right? Uh, we know that they're casting the Fantastic Four as we speak, I believe. Uh, it could be just a, a, also a shadow game in, in which they are already casted and they're going to reveal it as a surprise in that movie. So I think there's a lot of possibilities of them coming into play earlier than the Fantastic Four film. Um, in terms of casting, I mean, I, I saw the rumors, which would negate the idea that uh, Kang is, in fact, Reed Richards' father. Because there's a, what is his name, like Penn Bagley or something? or Bag- Whoa, what? Really? Wait, do you not know about this? No. Oh, my God. Josh, how is this happening? Wait, what are these how rumors? The the star of you, um, you know, the stalker killer guy, is, yeah? was rumored to be Marvel's top pick for Mr. Fantastic. What? Which, listen, nothing against this guy, nothing against uh, the show and, like, his abilities. But I find that one of the most uninspired choices ever. I just, again, like, do something interesting. Like, I, I'm not saying you have to do this, but when the internet is saying there's only two groups of four that are possible, either the cast of Always Sunny in Philadelphia or the cast of The Good Place, <laughs> do one of those, right? I think the other cast I would accept, by the way, is the cast of uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh-huh. Everything lines up. Donald Glover is Johnny Storm. Lakeith Stanfield is Mr. Fantastic. Zazzy Beats is Sue Storm. Like, it's all there. Like, right? Like, that one especially. I'm like, the cast of Atlanta the Fantastic Four would be incredible. Yeah. Like, they're already in those roles. You can see it. You can see it with your eyes. I'm, um, so I'm just looking at this rumor right now, and I don't know, but I am, like, uh, being transported back to my days in, like, the entertainment journalism trenches, and specifically my time as, like, a comic book movie uh journalist uh not mm-hmm. for comicbookmovie.com but as somebody who was tracking that stuff i served a, a tour of duty as the editor of mtv splash page which existed specifically to cover the minutia of all things comic book movie this rumor about the fantastic forecast reads like something we would have posted back then that would have ended up having like zero veracity in the long yeah, run probably. so i'm not that worried about this one i'm I, sure. think, I think that the cast they know they need to nail this um and a lot of the names that are being associated with these people uh with these characters feel like people who are always talked about in comic book movie casting rumors that never end up getting into comic book movie yeah well i mean you would say that about Shirley Starama. here we are um so I don't know. We'll we'll see where it shakes out. I am 
I, I, I will say the Fantastic Four are not one of those comic book books I was like super duper into when I was growing up. I never really connected to them. Hickman was the first one that I actually really, really liked because he really did some crazy stuff in there and I really enjoyed it. So I, if they're drawing inspiration there, especially if they're heading into Secret Wars, I'm, I'm, I could be excited for that, right? Like right. I'm pumped for that. Uh, and then leading into, we might as well hit this, the uh, Avengers movies. Again, I think exciting on paper, but they have done little to build me up toward there. When they were doing this with Thanos, man, like we just knew Thanos was coming. We had no idea like what it was going to be, when it was going to be. This is like very much trying to like, T tell us before they're like showing us reasons to be fully excited yet we've got one instance of kang so far so i am pumped i'm excited it's an avengers film i feel like secret wars though we're in we're in some weird spots dude we're so ahead of the ahead of time right now this is like 2025 i i I'm, i hope we're alive i hope then, we're alive first too off, yeah right? like, i hope we're alive by well, then. i That's hope so the world outside your window is great would yeah, be great. I, I'm horrified about I'm, thinking that far ahead of time. You know, um, I just hope there's a window and a world outside of it. I, I do too. And I want, uh, dude, it's so hard trying to pull me as like a fan and me as a storyteller away from each other, right? Because like as a fan, it's like, oh, Secret Wars, look at the multiverse together. That's so cool. I'm a little less excited about the multiverse stuff after Doctor Strange because I really feel like they didn't do anything with it that they could have. Um, but also there's all these new characters they've been introducing. When are these other characters show like when is Shang-Chi showing up again, right? Like when is what what's the deal with the Eternals? When are they gonna show up again? All these new characters Moon Knight, is he gonna be anything? Is he gonna be in Blade? Maybe like all these characters they've been introducing and building so far in phase four, they've done not a lot with in the slate of films coming up. There doesn't seem to be a lot with them. If we're leading into two Avengers movies, who do we think is going to be in that team? Are we going to be excited for who that team is? These should be people that we are following. And when they unite the way they did in the original, we're pumped and jazzed for it. My biggest fear is that this movie is going, like these movies are going to be building up these characters or at least leading to this team joining in. But it's also the perfect excuse to bring back Robert Downey Jr., bring back Chris Hemsworth, bring back Chris Evans as the big three to come in and do something awesome. And it all of a sudden negates all the new people we've been following because it just matters about those cool people. And as a storyteller, that's bad. Don't do that. Don't do it that way. As a fan, like, holy shit, am I excited? It's like, if, dude, would I be like, like peeing myself in excitement in the theater if the avenger the new avengers are laid out and you just hear like you know like i say the nay or some shit and then like you just see a flash of shield and like there stands the big three yeah i would lose my goddamn mind but from a storytelling point it's a little rough right like i don't know it's the eh. well secret wars the whole point of secret wars isn't it to sort of like shatter universes and create a new one is basically what happened in the comic book like it is it was a big excuse to do some retconning and cleaning up of continuity and establishing new continuity and i think there is a world in which the things that you want out of marvel could be on the other side of a secret wars if secret wars ends up like destroying marvel cinematic universe continuity like doing an infinity war but sticking to the consequences of that i don't know we have no idea what that looks like but i think like that is sort of the possibility to wonder about in these you know next few years 
as we know, Secret Wars is officially on the menu. I think if you're a Marvel fan and you want to like get some, and you're not a comic book reader and you want to get like some semblance of an idea of like what this could mean that we are in on this path towards Secret Wars, read the Secret Wars comic book, and I think like either you'll be a little nervous or really excited about what that movie could mean for the MCU lineup. Because I think tellingly, we're talking about a lot of uh, you know points that could be filled on the map. One thing that has not been um, added to the lineup as far as uh, a movie property are Let's the X-Men. Talk about it. There it is. Thank you. Uh, are the X-Men, which is like the big other jewel in the crown, a universe within Marvel that is so vast that it is really hard for me to imagine how that exists alongside or within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's just so much to mine there. Uh, and part of me is thinking like, will Secret Wars demolish the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it so that we can just like spend some years chilling with the X-Men? I'm not furious at that idea, but I also don't know where we're going to go with any of that, how the X-Men fit into any of this and um, how much of that's going to lean on the 1990s X-Men cartoon that is coming back in the form of X-Men 97, which, Kevin, I know there was news about at Comic-Con. Yeah, I mean, I think after this, we're probably going to touch on the animation stuff very briefly. But, yeah, man, the X-Men are missing. Maybe they're coming. And again, I think on a level of you being like, maybe after all this is over, the X-Men will be there. Again, I hope we're there. This is That's 2026 at this point. I Thinking that far I don't want to talk about so how old scary. I am when the X-Men show right. up. Right, yeah. exactly. That's so scary. I think the other thing that, like, again, leads me back to, like, that the, there is no plan is what, ha- like, the fact that the X-Men are not visible in any of this. The closest we're going to get to them is, is at this point, if they're on that unrevealed part of the Phase 6, we're talking about 2025, that they're going to show up. They've had them for, at that point, like, at least five years or more um they they've had them for a minute and could have been planning for a minute of how to incorporate them and yet and this you know you you haven't seen miss marvel i know you know this spoiler so i can talk about it to you um, a little bit of a miss marvel spoiler coming up yeah here, Paul, if you're not coming up, up coming up uh and i talked about it on the podcast which i'm sure you didn't listen to because you shouldn't since i don't listen to yours and it's only fair um <laughs> incredible uh but i talk about the fact that the moment this is revealed felt to me so tacked on so filmed after the fact so put in there and disconnected from everything that happened that i'm convinced it was just an add-on and it was just an add-on to get people being like "Ooh, mutants who is just an add-on um uh he's a guy who just shows up out of nowhere you even invite him here and you're like when did just an add-on come in um but that's exactly what it felt like and now knowing there's no plans for you until 2025, it makes me even more annoyed, honestly, that that was included in Ms. Marvel. Because it's just like, okay, so you just did it then to get a rise out of, like, the fandom again. Like, I feel like Marvel used to earn their shit, and now they're just coasting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Where know. Where the X-Men? Give me the goddamn X-Men! Well, so they're coming in an animated form. Uh, there was a Marvel animation panel that happened uh, uh, the day before the big Hall H presentation. And there was some cool X-Men uh, 97 news that was revealed. Like, different characters who were going to be showing up on yes. X-Men 97. I'm so pumped about this, dude. Yeah. This is the thing I'm I'm especially excited for. Because, like, yeah. this is our stuff, right? Like... This is you and me talking about the X-Men again. Like the 90s cartoon, we talked about how much that was so influential for us. All 2023, right? I think I know, which feels uh, so far away. It does feel far, huh? feels real far. 
Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, to Jacob W, patron of Post Show Recaps, who recently uh, nudged us, Kevin, and said, any update when the podcast is going to return for X-Men Season 2? I missed the weekly excuse to watch X-Men. Uh, we'll get back into it, I think, at the very least closer to the return of the X-Men animated series in real time. But you and I covered Season 1 of the X-Men animated series for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. We had so much fun doing that. So good. I'm really hyped about the fact that the animated 1990s X-Men seem to be the X-Men of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to some extent, though, Kevin, because their little jingle keeps popping up, huh? You know, it Patrick Stewart playing. rolls up as Professor X and you get a little bit of the of the audio cue of the 90s X-Men theme song. I am to understand that that uh, little music cue showed up in Ms. Marvel as well. That is correct. Uh, when they said the word mutant, uh, the jingle played. Um, I'm really excited about the 97 version i don't again i don't know how these are great reference points you know if they want to do if this if they want to make uh x-men in the mcu or if they want to if marvel studios is going to take another crack or take their first crack uh at the x-men without the interference of 20th century fox uh i think like at least taking like the tonal cues from the 90s x-men it's a good time it's a good time. And the the lineup, right? Like that's the other thing about the anime, the, the ninety seven. I'm really pumped about is the fact that it's the OG lineup that we know um, uh, from, from that, that we talked about, right? Like Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Gambit, Beast, Jubilee, uh, Storm, uh, and I think am I missing anyone? Rogue. Did, did you say um, Jean Grey? You got her? Yeah, I said Jean. Yep. I, I said Cyclops and Jean first. Cool. Um, so like, I, and I think I said Wolverine. If I forgot, he didn't, he's there. Yeah. He's there. Unless there. he's not there. He goes where he wants to go. He goes, I go where I want to go. Uh, Bubba. Um, so they showed screenshots. The animation style is 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 the same 2D, it looks like. Uh, or I, I'm assuming this, this could just be character sketches. It looks great. It looks like really like updated versions uh, in terms of the animation style itself. I'm really excited about that. But they also confirmed a few other things, which is that um, coming along and being a part of the team is also going to be Morph, which is wild. Hell yeah. Uh, Bishop, I believe, is part of this. Uh, Nightcrawler um, and Forge, uh, I believe, are the four big ones. I might be missing one more what person a weird that was announced. crew. Okay. Really excited about those guys coming in. They confirmed that because, spoiler for the show, spoiler for the show, if you've never finished the original cartoon, please jump ahead. Skip the 60 end seconds. Of the cartoon, yeah, at the end of the cartoon, Xavier leaves. So they confirmed that Magneto is currently leading the team uh, when we pick up in 97. Um, and last can't imagine they confirmed- Cyclops is psyched about that. Hey, psyched. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then they also confirmed some villains, which is like Emma Frost, Mr. Sinister, Sebastian Shaw. And they showed, like, again, the, the, the sketches slash what I hope is the actual animated, what it's going to look like for these characters in the show. So there's so much good stuff about that. And I'm, like, really, really jazzed. And I can't wait. Like, Fall 2023 is going to be amazing for that reason. Amazing, astonishing, extreme, uh, exciting, all, all of that it. Stuff. Um, it's giving me my goddamn X-Men, and I'm I'm so happy for that. And 
Similarly, the other big animation news, Josh, I don't know if you saw, is something we referenced earlier, Fi- Spider-Man freshman year. Right. That sounds much more insane. Like, they've confirmed so many villains, like Doc Ock and Norman Osborn and Scorpio. Like, there's so many people in this. Okay, so, so this is, a, I think it's a 2024 show, I think they said about Spider-Man freshman year, that it's going to take a I minute for it to come out. I believe that's correct. And there's also confirmed, by the way, they confirmed, I believe, a second season to X-Men and a second season to Spider-Man called spider-man sophomore year okay so they've got spider-man animated plans i think yeah you said that they've announced like a bunch of different characters who are going to be involved that uh the I runaways saw, amadeus I, cho i saw that the osborns are going to be in there's a certain degree to which like yeah we want to see all these people in live action but they really do only have like so many slots to to put these mm-hmm. things together that Maybe we have to be satisfied with like really incredible animated stuff. And like, I don't want to turn my nose up about that. Uh, I think that that could be really, really, really fun. I think certain characters, like, I really do want to see you in live action. But like, if, if what we get with some of these is like, they tried runaways. If they want to, instead of doing like another live action runaways, give us some animated runaways, that's great. Uh, you know, for now, if the X Men cartoon is dope as hell, I'll be pretty pumped about that. And then, Put them in movies when you can put them in movies, uh, I think, is is ultimately fine by me. Spider-Man freshman year seems fun. Norman Osborn is going to be involved in that, it sounds like. Yeah, Norman Osborn, um, several villains. He's going to have several different suits. The The art style for Peter is very reminiscent of the old John Romita uh, comics as well. Um, uh, just those same style of glasses and everything, which have now been so long that they've come back in popularity. I believe I own a pair very similar to them. Um, so there's a lot in there that I think is really cool. It doesn't fit into continuity at effing all, but again, in the multiverse, everything is canon, even if it's not. Um, so, uh, and I'm with you on this, right? Like, look, I don't necessarily need another Spider-Man movie, depending on like what they're going to do. Like, right. Like if I'm going to get Spider-Man content, that's going to be cool and exciting and fun give it to me. And so yeah. I'm having it here with Spider-Man freshman year. And I feel like we're going to get that same thing with the X-Men uh, 97. I'm going to get it. So all that stuff, I'm, I'm really just, I'm down for the animated stuff. I liked what if, uh, you know, what if season two, they showed a big preview of that. They confirmed Marvel zombies is getting its own spinoff series. Um, they confirmed an, an, uh, another captain Carter, I believe is the first episode of season two. They premiered it already and showed it to everyone. So uh, a lot there as well in, in the what if world. Um, so even if it feels weird with the MCU proper, the animation front, g- gimme, 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 gimme. At the very least, Kevin, if Marvel announced a ton of stuff that could end up being overpromising and could be scattered brain promising, that sounds like that they're trying to bill as unified and maybe might not be as unified as they are billing it to be, at the very least. It is not DC Comics, which announced nothing, it seems like. Nothing. I have not, I've not given it a close look, but I've seen zero DC chatter breaking through my world uh, other than a lot of people thought Henry Cavill was going to show up, and he didn't show up. He did not. The <laughs> only thing that the DC movie panel talked about was Shazam 2, which I am excited for because I love Shazam 1. Um, I think it's up there as one of the be- better DC uh, DCU films. Um, and so Shazam 2, they premiered a trailer for that. And I believe they premiered some footage for Black Adam, which I am a little less excited for, but still excited. Uh, and that's it. Just two yeah. things we knew were happening. 
They didn't talk about the Flash for, I feel like, very obvious reasons because they are effed right. with that movie. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. They filmed a whole ass movie with this dude and brought back Michael Keaton as Batman. And they might have to scrap we'll it. We'll see how that's going to go. They are so effed. Like, they had nothing at Comic-Con and they've been they've been doing nothing for like two years. I watched the Batman in theaters, and there was a trailer on the front of the Batman. I was like, "Here's all of our DC movies that are coming up in the next like you know twelve yeah, something 20, months." Tw- twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three is going to be the biggest year. And like and everything nothing, has gotten nothing. destroyed already. So you know maybe that's uh there's this that's like the argument against like what what Marvel just did. Like maybe don't overpromise anything that you're not going to be able to deliver on. So anyway, jury's out on DC. I think it's worth pointing out that DC has done like the DC fandom events um, and uh, Disney also has D23, the, uh, you know, the the D23 Expo uh, coming up in September, where I think that uh, we can expect probably more Marvel news, more podcasting about all of that. The, you know, the DC fandom, if that exists, would be a spot to give more updates about DC. But there's also been a big shakeup behind the scenes of ownership and Warner Media's whole situation and like, uh, you know, like firings and callings and all sorts of things that I would not net, even though I think DC Phantom has been successful in the past, I would not bank on it existing uh, again, because I think the just the corporate restructuring has been what it is that, um, you know, money might be better spent elsewhere. So like the optimistic viewpoint is Comic-Con didn't reveal a lot of DC stuff because it's being saved for its own event. But then there is the other gut check there of like, I don't know that that event's going to exist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it sucks, dude. Because at 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 heart, right? Like, I'm I'm a big DC boy. You're more I, DC you're than right, Marvel Batman, at heart. I yeah. am, and the Batman came out, and I love the Batman. I think that's it's incredible, and I would love to watch more Batman movies in that vein, and like by that director with that cast, and seeing what they do there. Um, but like beyond that, I don't know, dude. There's so much like. All, all they have is Batman content, it feels like. And now they got like Shazam and Black Adam, which are, again, part of the same universe or at least vertical of characters. Like if nothing, nothing with Wonder Woman, nothing with Superman, no Green Lantern news, no, you know, like Aquaman. You, that's a movie that I believe you were done with the second one. Like there's just so much that feels like it exists or should exist. And the fact that there's nothing the fact that they still don't have anything for Superman, holy Jesus! Yeah. Like it's wild, it's wild. But yeah. I will say, I'm curious. I got to look and see if there's any DC animation news because the DC animation stuff recently. I will shout out, you know, not the things I'm just fully hating on DC, just DC um, live action because that's a whole different department of monkeys. Um, is the animation stuff that have been coming out recently is really great. There's this new continuity uh that they have i i don't i i don't remember if there's like an official name but it has uh superman man of tomorrow i think kicks it off uh this justice society world war ii continues it then there's a batman the long halloween animated part one and part two i believe there's another follow-up coming that is a green lantern movie all that takes place in the same continuity they're animated and josh they are so good they are so good I I I can't even express to you how watching those made me feel because it made me such a fan 
of the deal, like reminded me what I loved about DC comics and these characters. I haven't felt that in a long time. It made me more like, honestly, I straight up will say, and I, I get on bias because I love the DC stuff. It made me more excited. Those films than almost anything in phase four. Yeah. Closest, I guess, Thor, but like that's a whole other beast because they've established Thor at this point. But the way that they're, they've been handling the recent animated stuff, at least these specifically in this universe. God damn. It's good. Cool. God damn. It's good. Cool. That's cool. Um, well, that's Comic-Con for the superhero side of things, for the Marvel specifically, and then a little touch on DC at the end here. We're unfortunately not going to be able to do another Comic-Con podcast, so I'll just use this place as an opportunity to be like, they're making a Rick and Michonne TV show on the Walking Dead side of things? Oh my goodness, the movie isn't what? happening. What? The movie's what? been canceled. The Rick, Andrew the, Lincoln and... <laughs> the Rick Grimes movie has been canceled and has been replaced with a brand new TV show that apparently isn't even a miniseries. It's going to be a show uh with rick and michonne moving forward so whenever the walking dead podcast kicks back up again i'm gonna make sure to bug uh chappelle aj and jess about all of that because we've got a lot to catch up on tales of the walking dead is coming up in about a month and we'll rev the podcast back up over uh over on the walking dead podcast feed around then um but that was i i read that and i was like oh my goodness I, I love almost nothing more than to, to think about and talk about The Walking Dead. Uh, as, as ridiculous as that franchise has become, uh, the more ridiculous, the better for me. So I'm really excited to, to get into all of that once we have the occasion. Um, Kevin, anything else from, from you on this side of things before we close out? Um, I'm trying to think of like announcements or anything that's happening. Uh, nothing in the superhero world, but you know what? If, if we're gonna, if we're gonna talk shows, I know Walking Dead is comic book adjacent. Um, this, this person is just might as well be a comic book character because he is the level of, um, super villainy slash mad genius. The rehearsal on HBO Max <laughs> from Nathan Fielder. Watch it. There is Watch no it. life I know. <laughs> it's so good your imagination uh yeah uh the rehearsal on hbo uh, max we'll find a way to do a podcast about that on post show recaps at some point uh before this thing is so over good. we should we should make sure to rehearse beforehand though yeah we've uh we're currently actually in the process of rehearsing the post show recaps podcast about the rehearsal very good pull kevin um all right he's at kev mahadeo on twitter if you want to talk more to kevin i am at round howard you can email us super at postshowrecaps.com you can hang out with us in the post show recaps patron discord when you sign up to become a patron of post show recaps at patreon.com slash post show recaps next up for us we're going to come back we're going to give our, our our thoughts on Thor: love and thunder i will watch the final two episodes of miss marvel and if i've got a uh, major thoughts on that as well i will get into those if you've got any feedback about either of those properties, we'd love to hear it. I don't know when that podcast is going to hit. Timing is a little bit wonky on this one, but we will get it into your feeds as soon as we possibly can. And then we will also get into what's next for the Everything is Super podcast. She-Hulk is the next Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, property. I guess actually technically I Am Groot shows up before She-Hulk. <laughs> Uh, so I hope that's really good. And then we could do a podcast about I am Groot would be really, really fun to do. Um, but we have plans for she Hulk that are going to involve bringing in a couple of new voices into the everything is super lineup. So that's going to be really fun. We're looking forward to that. We'll tell you more about that as, uh, as we get deeper into the next few weeks, as we get into August here, it's going to be a very big month on post show recaps. Uh, I don't know if you heard of this dragon show is showing up here, Kevin. We're going to have a lot of thoughts about that one here on the podcast as well. 
I don't think I. What are you talking about? I'll tell you. I about know it. that Shazam throws a car at a dragon. Uh huh. We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline about that one. Uh, so we'll be back as soon as humanly possible. We hope you enjoyed this emergency Marvel Comic Con podcast episode of Everything Is Super. Until next time. Bye bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.